Today we have the third most popular episode. My grandfather has been gone for a few years now, so it was nice to listen to this one again and think about him. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number 35, Amazing Spider-Man. When I was a kid in Virginia, this giant spider built a web on our front porch. It was a yellow and black garden spider, also called a writing spider, and it really freaked me out. I would try really hard to like go around it as I was walking on our porch. It was to the right of our door, and I would lean up against the left side of the door and just sneak in past it, even though it was like, you know, five feet away from me. I just tried really hard to stay as far away from it as I could because it was a giant spider and it scared me. And then my grandparents were in town, and somehow the spider's web got knocked down and the spider was on the ground, and my grandfather picked it up. And this was, you know, a huge spider, almost as big as his hand. And once it was in his hand, he was very gentle with it, almost like he was holding like maybe a baby bird. And he carefully carried it over to where the spider web had been. And there was a flower pot with some plants in it right there. And he put the spider in there. And he explained to me that there was no reason to be scared of this spider. It was just living its life. It meant no harm and had just as much of a right to be there as I did. And actually, I should be grateful that I got to be so close to this spider. And within a couple of days, the spider had rebuilt its web, and I had this whole new outlook on the spider. Instead of avoiding it, I started intentionally watching it. I would go out there with my magnifying glass and look at it. I remember in art class in school, I drew a picture of it. And then one day I saw it catch a moth and wrap it up. And I thought it was so incredible to witness that. And then I started showing it to my friends. And they would come over and we would watch the spider for a while. It sort of became a ritual that my friends that rode the school bus with me, when we got off the bus, we would walk to my house and look at the spider for a little bit. And then everyone would sort of go home from there. And on one of those days, we went to look at the spider right when my dad started cutting our grass. And that scared a lot of insects like grasshoppers and things like that, out of the grass, and a bunch of them got stuck in the web. So we saw the spider wrap up like five bugs in one day, and we thought that was really cool. So then my dad would actually wait to start cutting the grass so we could see the spider grab the bugs that he scared into the web with the lawnmower. And the spider sort of became this thing that I was known for. I just remember people in my neighborhood asking me about it and coming to look at the spider. And then one day I was looking at the spider, and we had a walking path that went right past my house and a guy was walking by and saw me looking at the spider and he asked me about it. And I knew the guy and he knew me. He was our local weatherman. And I started telling him about the spider and he asked me if I wanted to maybe talk about it on a segment on the news one day. And I was like, sure, that'd be awesome. And he said he would get in touch with me and then he never did, which, you know, is fine. So for a couple of months, the spider had been a big part of my life. And then um, one day I was riding the school bus home 
we were sitting in the back, and I think I was in third grade, and the oldest kid on the bus, his name was Mark Griffith. He was in fifth grade. At the time, I would not have described him as a bully. I had never really had a problem with him. He was more of like a class clown, you know, always goofing off, trying to get people to laugh, playing jokes, things like that. He wasn't like terrorizing kids on the back of the bus, but something happened where he got in an argument with one of my friends that lived in my neighborhood. If I remember correctly, they were arguing about whether Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis was better. Those were the two most popular video game systems at the time. And that's where it started, but somehow it escalated into a fist fight and they're just going crazy and we pulled them apart. The bus stopped, the bus driver yelled at everyone. And when it was over, Mark was just staring at me and he, he started pointing at me, but he didn't say anything. I think maybe he thought I had hit him or something in the scuffle, but I had stayed back. I did um, pull my friend back you know, when the fight was being broken up, but I, I never touched Mark. I wasn't sure why he was mad at me, but he was pointing at me and just glaring. And I thought he was going to follow me off the bus and beat me up, but he didn't. So I go home and like an hour goes by and I'm watching TV and I hear voices outside. I walk out on my front porch and Mark Griffith has a can of WD-40 and he's spraying the spider. And the spider's just like freaking out, you know, like, a toxic chemical has been poured on it and it and it starts to like writhe and the confusion and the panic are so obvious. It falls out of its web onto the ground. It's trying to move away. It's dying and it it's like shriveling up now. Its body is is changed. It looks different. And then Mark stomps on it. The spider is dead. I just burst into tears and Mark just starts laughing at me and pointing and he has some kid with him who I have no idea who he is. He's pointing and laughing at me too. And I'm so upset. I'm mad too, but I don't know really what to do with it. Like I didn't attack him. I just started pointing at him and saying, Mark McGriff, Mark McGriff. Like his name was Mark Griffith. I I couldn't even remember his name. I was just so upset. And he just kept laughing at me and I ran inside crying and he ran off because, you know, I told my parents what had happened. And yeah. That was the end of the spider, which is really sad, but that's the end of a lot of spiders. People kill them unnecessarily. Of course, he was killing the spider because he knew I cared about it, not because he was scared of it or anything like that. That didn't deter me. I still really like spiders. I think they're interesting, important animals. One thing that's interesting is while retelling this story for this episode of the podcast, I've told so many stories that have happened in my life and This one, I really felt the emotions come back, and it's been like 30 years since that happened. But that hit me hard. I think it's because that's still a big part of me today, and that's like the first connection I had with an animal that a lot of people fear. And, you know, even I feared it, but fortunately, my grandfather taught me that my fear was misplaced. I feel like ever since the experiences I had with that spider. I've spent a lot of time and energy not only trying to get people to not kill animals they're scared of, but take it a step further like my grandfather did and try and get them to appreciate them. For the most part, I've failed at this, but I think there are a few people out there that maybe I've gotten through to.
Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title of the podcast. Our theme music is by Mitchell Hardich. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.